0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Jay's Recipe for Success. I'm Laurie Salarulo, your host and the proud CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. You know, the show is created to inspire our audience and, of course, the students that we serve through the stories and journeys of business people, community leaders and entrepreneurs as they share their ingredients to success. I have learned so much from all of these guests, and I hope that you have too. But if you have missed any of the shows, you can always go check them out at jasouthflorida.org. And so uh, thank you so much for joining us. You know, this month we celebrate Black History Month. This month is a time to reflect on the profound experiences of Black history and honor the, the contributions of Black Americans. It's also a time to acknowledge that there is much work to be done. You know, at JA, our vision is that every young person will be prepared with the education, training, and opportunity to be prosperous and successful. And we will strive to continue to do that and reach every child. And so today, I'm so honored to have a new friend of mine um, that I have met over recent months and I'm getting to know uh, better through a group that we belong to. Um, and so I'm just thrilled to bring her on. She is a powerhouse. Anne-Marie Sorrell is an award-winning business leader and the president and CEO of the Mosaic Group, an award-winning PR, marketing, and government relations firm. You know, Anne-Marie, uh, oversees she's the day-to-day operations she's a project manager she is the mover and shaker of it all she's also got some other things going on but I'm not going to share those I'm going to let her share them and so that we can bring Amory onto the set of my wonderful kitchen here that we were just saying I do not use very often (laughs) good morning Lori (laughs) how are you today
1: I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. It's uh, I would say the sun is shining, but we're we're blessed with a whole bunch of fog right now.
0: <laughs> I know, but you will know, take this over what's happening in other places in the country for sure. Exactly. Uh, so I wanna I wanna first start off. I want I I'm really gonna enjoy this because even though you and I are getting to know each other, you know, through our group. I feel like there's so much about you that I don't know, um, and especially around the business, one of the businesses, which is not Mosaic Group. So I definitely want to touch on that as well. And also uh, your newly elected position. So um, but I wanted you to share those with us. So share a little bit with us about Mosaic Group and these other two initiatives that you lead.
1: Sure. So, the Mosaic Group, we have been around for 16 years. Um, We are a full-service advertising, marketing, and public relations firm. So, we basically provide um, all types of communication strategies and tools and techniques for our clients to increase their visibility, reach their target audiences, or promote their cause or product or service. And so, um, we provide everything from Uh, traditional advertising to digital marketing to grassroots community engagement Um, and one of the things that separate us is that we also focus heavily on the multicultural communities um, because we have such a diverse community here in south florida so we're one of the few firms who cover all of the multicultural communities latinx Caribbean, African American, et cetera. So um, we work with government agencies, we work with healthcare organizations, nonprofits, as well as um, education institutions as well. So that's the Mosaic Group. Uh, <laughs> my newest baby is Cannabisiac, which is a cannabis focused uh, incubator, accelerator, and co working community. And um, for those who don't know, the cannabis, the legal cannibal in, cannabis industry in the U.S. is expected to reach $35 billion by 2025. So we are creating the um, place for those who are interested in the industry and want to either expand their current business or those who are looking to start a new business in the industry but have no idea where to go, where to start, what are the legalities, any of that, we provide that education, that training, and that access to a network of international thought leaders for them to do so.
0: Wow. So now you were elected. I hear a little echo there. Um, You were also just elected to a uh, position uh, here in the county. Hear a little bit about that too.
1: So I was elected in... uh, November, <laughs> as um, to serve as supervisor for Palm Beach Soil and Water Conservation District, seat two, and this is the first time that a uh, person of color, particularly an African American woman, um, has ever served on this district, and so I'm really excited about it. And you know, what we do is we look at, um, we work with farmers to ensure that you know they're using the proper irrigation irrigation systems. that's men; they're following best practices as it relates to pesticides and things like that um to make sure they're not contaminating the soil they're not overusing water and they're you know conserving water but in addition to that we also look at different water issues as we you know try to preserve and conserve our conserve our natural resources which we have many here in south florida Um, so we work on educating students as well as the community about our different natural resources how to conserve them Um, what other issues may be coming up, environmental impacts that may be affecting our community. So it is an elected volunteer opportunity, but it's a great opportunity to provide education and bring a new voice to, and a fresh voice to that particular area of environment. We need more representation um, in the environmental um, sector, um, more representation of color, especially, Um, So, especially when we're looking at environmental injustices and things like that. So, I want to definitely be that new voice, that fresh voice, um, and bring other people into the fold, other people into the conversation that are normally normally not a part of the conversation. Do you see? No.
0: (laughs) And then then, then to top it all off, you are a published author. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay. don't think that that got by me. Um, um, your Chronicles of a Serial Dater, which is a journey through the good, bad, funny, and steamy of dating and relationships. And so I think there's lots of, of women and men who would love to hear about some of that journey. So, uh, but we'll, we'll save that one for a little bit later. Um, you know, I, I think it's so interesting to me because as you talk about those three particular things. And I'm sure knowing you, Amory, that there's even more that you're working on, but those are the three main things, right? And so, you know, somebody like you, I mean, there's, there's common threads here, right? Um, Your business, um, going back for a second, are, as you said, it's been around for years. You grew that, right? Yes. Over the past, you know, I didn't say how many years that it's actually been in, in uh, business, but You've grown that, um, and now you're taking on something new to grow it. Uh, Talk to us a little bit because, you know, a lot of our students are in the entrepreneurial program. Yes. What does it take, right, to get that business off the ground? You've done it once. You've been very successful with it, and now you're doing it again. Absolutely. What did it take for you?
1: What did you have to have? Well, the first thing you have to have is a vision, You know, if you if you want to, if you have a dream, if you have a thought and idea, the first thing is really you know putting a plan together to bring that idea to life, Um, and not be afraid because sometimes fear steps in. So be fearless about your idea. Um, Some people may not understand it, may not embrace it, you know initially, but move forward and pursue it. So have have the the idea and the vision. and then it's, it's about doing research. Make sure you understand the business that you're getting into. Um, understand the cost. Understand what you need to make it successful. Understand who you need around you to make it successful is also important. Relationships are critical. And that's how I've been able to be successful was through the relationships I've had in the community with other business leaders, um, and I didn't have a lot of money to start either business. My first business, I started with $200 <laughs> in my um, in my old room when I moved back home from college. And I was waiting on my home to be built. And I moved into um, my mom's place in my old room. And that's where I started my business. And It was a home-based business for at least three years before we went into like a shared uh, executive suite. And then we ended up expanding to where we are today. So start slow. Um, take your time grow organically um grow with the resources that you have and then also be resourceful like you know um i did a lot of pro bono work i did a lot of um <laughs> a lot of um, uh, uh bartering initially um so those are things that really help just kind of jump start the business but the other key thing is whatever you say you're going to do is definitely important to follow through with it if you say you can provide this particular service it's important that you now go above and beyond to get it done for that client, um, and then always, what value are you adding to them? And then thinking about what's going to make you different from your competition. So those are just some quick uh, bites. <laughs> that,
0: that's a, good, well, a lot of great ingredients in that recipe to get that that off the ground for sure. Um, you know, and one of one of the ones that you talked about it has is you know from the very beginning you've got to have that vision, that dream right? The idea. And so if you, if you have that and staying focused on it, I'm sure there were times that maybe you wanted to just, you know, maybe you thought, oh, this is, this is just never going to work or, you know, but, but did having that vision, right? And that, that strong passion for where you were going, does that help you stay
1: focused and and not give up? Because I'm sure there were times. Oh, yeah. There's 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 times now. <laughs> um, but it's it's definitely that I had a, a mentor. She was my mentor at the time. She is now. Um, I met her and um, many people know her, Ann McNeil. And she the, the first day I met her, we sat for like two and a half hours and she told me two things to read and watch. She had me watch The Secret and she had me read Think and Grow Rich. And I was only about a, a year and a half into my business at the time. And there was one passage in Think and Grow Rich about not having a plan B, but always focusing on your plan A. And so I took that and I said, there's no plan B. There's no, if this doesn't work out, this has to work out, this is plan A. And it talked about the story about the gold miners and how they were digging for gold and they gave up, left all their equipment. Someone came and dug literally one foot and found gold. And if they had just continued to stick with it, they would have found gold. So that was like the, the best story for me that I had read early on in my business. And I was like, this is it. This is plan A. It's got to work through through good, bad, and different. Whatever climate we're in, we got to figure it out. Got to make it work.
0: <laughs> yeah, got to play the course, Right? So yes, we're going to take a little break and we're going to let that simmer because I've got a lot of other questions about the ingredients. Um, one in particular, which I definitely want to touch on. And it, it, it speaks to you talking about uh, being... Um, a woman, right, bringing diversity, especially from a gender perspective, as well as a, a race perspective. So I definitely want to come back to that. But speaking of women, we're going to take a little break and share some information with you about an initiative coming up. Hi everyone, my name is Rita Case, CEO of the Rick Case Automotive Group, and I'm a proud supporter of Junior Achievement of South Florida's new initiative, Girls Rule Ignite Your Superpower. I got involved in Girls Rule because I'm passionate about opening doors for women in the workplace. I'm here to tell you, there's never been a more opportune time than now to rise up as women and share the wisdom and knowledge we possess. Girls Rule will make a lasting impact that not only empowers our young ladies, but motivates them to be the change. We need to learn to use our voice, have a seat at the table and share their ideas. This will facilitate better leaders of tomorrow, healthy relationships in general, as well as strengthen our global economies. Won't you join me in this effort of sharing our superpowers? Oh, in case you're wondering what my superpower is, enthusiasm. I am so excited about this initiative coming up because it speaks exactly to what you are saying, right? We have to have a seat at the table as women. And if we don't start to ingrain that, right, and, and make sure that our girls know that from a very young age, right, it sometimes takes us longer in life. Like, I didn't realize that I, that I was... Absolutely should have a seat at the table. I think until I was probably close to thirty. Um, so I want our girls to come out of it right, come out of the uh, the gate strong. And so, talk. You talked about the commission that you're on and being the first woman, not only the first woman, but the first black woman, but you said something very, very, very powerful, bringing others as well into the fold. Talk about the responsibility you feel, or or the the influence that you think that you can have on on other women other people of color
1: Absolutely. So let me backtrack. You know, I grew up in the small rural town of Pahokee, Florida, which is out in the Glades, is Western Palm Beach County, ag community. Um, so this particular seat that I ran for had a personal connection to me because the majority of our ag area is out in the Glades. And being a young lady who grew up in the Glades, where you didn't really see much opportunity, um, my family migrated here from Jamaica. My grandfather was a sugar cane worker. He worked in the fields before he worked his way up to work inside the sugar cane factory. Um, And so that's how we got to Pahokee and Pahokee doesn't have a lot of opportunity. Right. And you don't realize until you leave and come back. So one of the programs that I was a part of. So I'm so happy about the initiative that you have is called Girls to Women. And I was it was started my senior year in high school. And i was the first um, one of the first students to graduate from that program but it was centered around women professional women who volunteered their time to come and speak with and mentor us as girls and they showed they opened up um and exposed us to things that we would have normally not been exposed to so college tours my first ballet that I went to was through Girls To Women. The first um, five-star restaurant I ate at was that girl was through Girls To Women. I'm like, oh, they were like, order anything on the menu. I'm like, really? I don't even know how to pronounce this. But, <laughs> you know, but it was those things and seeing these these women from different backgrounds, they were lawyers, doctors, business owners. Um, they, were, they were all different races, but they had a passion for um, coming out and helping us. So when I graduated, many of those women kept in touch with me and mentored me all the way through college. So when I moved back to Palm Beach County, that was the first thing they approached me and said, George, why don't you join the board? These girls can relate to you now that you've come back from college. And now, full circle, I'm the president of that organization. But I, to say, <laughs> I say all that to say it was women who... Uh, starting with my mom, my aunts, my teachers, and this organization, it was women who really empowered me, who believed in me, who saw things in me that I didn't even see in myself from a very young age. Until this day, there's still people who believe in me and, 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 and encourage me and support me. And so it's important that I am able to do the same thing for other women, whether it's young women, or other women that are you know, trying to start a business or excel in their business or excel in their career or even get involved and in, be an activist in the community. It is my obligation, at least I feel it is, um, to, to do my part, whatever small way that I can to give back and empower girls and women and particularly girls of women of color um, to show them that there are so many opportunities. The sky is the limit. Um, you don't have to be limited by your circumstances, your environment. Um, or what anyone tells you, you can just do what it is that you feel like you believe you can do in your heart. And if you put it out there and you, you, you build those relationships and you become a sponge, there'll be people that's willing and ready to help you get to where you want to go. So uh, that's, that's what I believe in every day.
0: Yeah. That's the secret. Put it out there, right? What you, what you think, what you do or how you act and you manifest, right? What what comes into your life. So I, I'm a big believer in that as well. Uh, that is the, the crux of what Girls Rule is about. Um, it, it's two events. One is the launch, you know, just to get all the women excited, and get to know each other. We have an amazing speaker coming, uh, the CEO of Hint Water, um, who built a company that's now, you know, worth almost $200 million. But the, the main event is the girls' events, which is the mentoring. And these are girls who are in our JA career bound and entrepreneurship program learning, like you said, all about the careers and the opportunities available. Well, now we want them to hear from the women to understand that, you know, like you said, they, they, you, you, don't need to let any other anybody else's perceptions and stereotypes define who you are, and it's, you certainly did not do that, my friend. Um, so more power to you. I love it. So one of the things we do um, as we go along is, you know, I've pulled out of our conversation, but I don't want to go to the ingredients for your success yet. I'm not getting over that book thing, okay? What, what that. <laughs> You write it. Um, I, I'm just so curious about it. I, I First of all, I think it's, I, I'm actually started a book. It's hard, first of all, right? You got to stay focused on writing and you like, you get stuck. And But then to write on what you wrote about, I, I got to get this book.
1: Right. So um, don't judge me when you read it. <laughs>
0: Hey, listen, girlfriend.
1: We cannot judge each other. Right? <laughs> no, but um, seriously, I I never set out to be an author. Um, it was it was something that just kind of kept coming back to me. Um, I went through really bad breakup, like the worst in my life. And um, I decided like, I got to get back out there and start dating. So I started dating, whether it was online, in person, whatever. And I would tell my friends, like all the crazy things that would happen. And just, girl, you need to write a book. And I'm like, eh, nobody wants to read that. And um, I got an email about how to publish your first book, you know, tell a seminar And I was like, oh, okay, let me join it. So long story short, I decided to go ahead and try, you know, outlining this book And I wanted to um, share my relationship journey and my dating journey. And um, as I started to reflect, um, I thought, oh, you know, if a guy, if one of these guys was standing right here, what would I tell them? And so I then added lessons for women, lessons for men, based on the particular short story. In that experience, because I was like, you know, this is going to be a, a, a co, um, a, it's going to be a, a unisex book. Um, men and women can learn from it. And these are my crazy experiences. So that is, you know, it's the good, the bad, the funny, um, long term relationships, short term, no term. <laughs> <laughs> And most, most um, whether you're single or married, you can you can probably relate to something in the story, uh, in the in the book. Um, but really and truly, what I did not expect, Lori, was that when I published this book and I put it out there for the world to read, I had no idea the overwhelming response that I would get from people. And you know, I didn't realize even the things that I was covering. I didn't realize I had a little bit of Me Too in there, or I had a little bit of. Um, of, uh, of of a potential date rape in there I didn't have I didn't realize I had you know um put in there one of my closest friends who had almost been murdered um mm-hmm. by her boyfriend domestic violence the things that I the stories I didn't realize the depth of what I was writing about until after I put it out and I had so many people come back to me and say, "Oh my god, this book was 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 so amazing! It was it was funny, it was emotional, it was like this roller coaster that you took us on." I'm like, "Really, me? <laughs> yeah, can't wait!" To read it. But you know, yeah, I think, you know,
0: it's so interesting that when like, you write that a book like this. How many people you're probably helping, right? And giving a chance to say, "I'm not in," you know, "I'm not in what I went through alone." Whether it's the funny parts or or the the difficult, sad parts. Um, so, do do you blog about this? Like, do you keep the conversation going from the book? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely.
1: For you. absolutely. So I do different. So I actually just wrote a um, two columns for Madame Noir. Um, well, contributed to two articles. One was about um, when when love languages clash. Um, And then I just wrote another one about, you know, what happens when you move too fast in a relationship. So I do still write. I do still, um, you know, write for different publications. I do still, you know, I'm a guest on different shows. Um, I have a podcast that I'm working to launch. And of course, um, at some point, I'm going to get to the sequel um, because the sequel is even better than the first one.
0: (laughs) Do you keep a journal Like, how do you remember all this? Do you keep a journal of all these things that happen?
1: No. The weird thing is my, my brain remembers certain types of events. And for whatever reason, any type of life um, impacting events, it remembers those. Like, I can't remember a movie. I watch it and it's gone out of my head. But something that really impacts me personally, I can write about it all day. Um, it's, it's the the craziest thing. So it just comes back up like, ah! I remember, or if I'm having a, you know what? I remember this guy, and he did such and
0: such. (laughs) Well, let's set that for a second. We want to come back, and when we come back, we're going to uh, talk about the ingredients that you shared today in your uh, recipe, and then we're going to ask you for your main ingredient to success. So I'm going to give you a second to think about that. Let's go to commercial break. One of our organization's three core focuses is workforce readiness. We are committed to not only training young people to fill the talent pipeline, but we're also addressing youth employment by putting students in jobs during the summers. Studies show that work helps to bridge the opportunity gap and that students who enter the workforce early are far more likely to secure better, high-paying jobs later in life. You know, youth employment programs like Junior Achievement not only benefit our students who even after their summer work experience have the skills and the confidence to go out and interview and land jobs, but it contributes to the health of our local economy and it brings value to the employers and their businesses. Uh, this summer we worked with Junior Achievement for the first time. We had an intern, her name was Vanessa, and Vanessa was great, she helped our team, she was professional. She was creative. This really gave our team the opportunity to share what they do in a professional setting with someone that is uh, looking for the experience. So certainly a win-win. Yeah, I love this is an amazing program. Um, and, you know, companies like yours who take our students after eight months of job training, right, again, having the chance to, to hire these young students and get them ready. And so I, I want to, before we go to your ingredients, I, I want to go back to this for a second. Were there people who gave you an opportunity, Amory? You know, I I remember I started working when I was very young, and I was fortunate that, you know, I had a dad who ran camps during the summer. So I, you know, I was I was gonna work whether I wanted to or not, right? So I got those opportunities. But most of our students, right? 75% of who we serve coming from the black low-income community, don't have those same opportunities. So we need to make sure we give it to them. Did you have those opportunities? right, to learn how to work and how to be successful on the job? Well, listen,
1: I have been an entrepreneur and hustler since I was 11. (laughs) And, you know, I attribute that first to my mom. My mom had like, you know, she had a regular jobs and then, you know, she sold Avon, she sold clothes, she sold food, um, especially during the times where the farm workers came up during season. And so that's where she actually gave my brother and my two sisters and I um, money to go buy product. And we would all go sell the products to the farm workers. And she taught us how to take a portion of that to save a portion to spend and a portion to go back and buy more product. So I was 11 years old because I'm the youngest. And then in addition to that, I would babysit on the weekend. So I would charge $5 per kid per night um, and then lastly, I had a, uh, there's an older woman who was an office manager down the street from us and she would see me and she'd say, oh my God, you're just, I just love your, I just love you. And I didn't really know much about this woman, but she was like, do you want to like clean our office on, on Fridays for $20? I'm like, sure. Sure. So, so here I am at the age of eleven. I'm making twenty dollars on a Friday to clean the office. I'm, I'm I had three kids that I babysit, so I had you know thirty dollars on the for a weekend to babysit. And then whenever I made about 150 hundred and fifty or so, about hundred dollars or so with the stuff we were doing with my mom. So, at any given weekend, I'm making like you know a hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars as an eleven year old. And so. <laughs> You know, so that was my mom really helped with that. And then a the woman who said, hey, you know, this would be a great way for you to just learn some work. I don't know what she was trying to teach me, but while I was there, she gave me all these little nuggets. She was like my my neighborhood grandmother, if you could say that. Um, she would give me all these little nuggets or whatever. So that was one thing. And then we had a, a program. It was it's now through career source, but it was called PIC, Private Industry Council. And we were able to get summer jobs. And so I got my first pick job when I was 14. And I did that every summer through graduation. And by the time I was 16, I worked at the local grocery store as well. But I was still making uh, brownies, um, peanut butter cookies, and Rice Krispie Treats to sell at school.
0: <laughs> I love the word you use. You, know, you, didn't, use entrepreneur you, you didn't use salesperson. I love you that you use the word hustler. So what tells me, right, and, and I don't think you meant that in, in, you know, that you were trying to hustle people, but no. really, you've got to have that hustle, right? You've got to have that drive. you got to have the grit. That's what I hear in that
1: word. Right. Yeah. And and I think it's what for me and I'm sure many young people can relate to this, especially those who don't come from a family of affluence. You know, my mom was working three jobs and even with three jobs, she was still struggling to make ends meet to take care of myself and my siblings. So if we wanted the new Nikes or the new Reeboks or whatever, we couldn't get that. We want to pay less. And, you know, especially I'm sure for kids now it's even worse because you get teased because you're wearing the knockoffs or whatever and everybody else is wearing a Nike. So for me it was like, well let me do what I need to do because now I can I can purchase what I want to purchase as a kid. And I know that sounds like really crazy for some people, but this is this was this is the mindset we had where it's like, well we gotta help our mom help us because the things that we wanna do, the trips we wanna go on for school you know, she's going to make it happen by any means necessary, but to see how she had to struggle and uh, not get any sleep and, you know, just be extremely tired really was that motivating factor for my siblings and I to do our part. So it was just a different type of um, upbringing, so to speak, where it's kind of like out of necessity where you you got a quote unquote hustle, have a side hustle at 11, <laughs>
0: you know our finance program where the kids come to the school uh to the building in normal years right to do the simulation where they're actually they get a profile right and they i i'm going to be a banker and i make this much money and that much money and it's interesting because then they have to actually go through okay if i have this much money How am i going to spend it how much am i going to save how much am i going to invest um and it's interesting because you know they know they want the finer things right they go to the uh our or toyota storefront and they want to buy you know the fancy car well they realize they can't afford the fancy car and so it's teaching them the lessons that if this is the lifestyle you want then this is the education right or certifications whichever you choose to go that you're going to need in order to have that lifestyle Right and yes. understanding that it doesn't come by osmosis, right? Exactly. So you have to work for it, and you have to figure out how you can make that kind of money if that's the kind of life you want, right? Exactly. Well Mixing your passion in there as well, I think. No, so, um, but so I want to go. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to read your ingredients. Usually, we do this show at the kitchen uh, at JA World, and so I have a big whiteboard that I put them on. But now you just stuck with my pad, um, so I'm. Gonna <laughs> off. So here's some of the ingredients for success. Um, you you got to have a vision, a dream, or an idea. You have to have a plan. And I love this one. You need to be fearless, right? I think especially as women and as a woman of color. Uh, do you research? Do your research. Um, need, have who you need to have around you, right? Helping you to build your business or your life or whatever it is you're doing. Relationships start slow. Be resourceful. Keep your word. Right. So if you say you're going to do something, do it and then go above and beyond. I love that. Stay the course. Um, have strong women around you who believe in you and encourage you. Um, you got to have that obligation to give back and empower others. Uh, be a sponge. Uh, put it out there. It'll come back. Right. Innovation. You know, you talked about, you um, the woman in in your community, and you said you called her the grandmother, you know, your grandmother. Well, she was really what we call today a mentor, right? Um, and so you definitely had mentors in your life. Uh, I love the hustle, the grit, right? All of that. that and, and I think, you know, one of your ingredients for sure is the ability to sell, no doubt about it, right? Um, and then working hard for what you want, knowing what you want um, first. And then also you talked about seeing your mom make sacrifices, and that taught you, right, that sometimes either you're either going to have to work really hard so you don't have to make sacrifices, or there's going to be times sometimes when you have to make those sacrifices. Amazing ingredients to your success, that of course, every ingredient, even when I do cook, not very often but there's always one main ingredient to to the recipe, right? Like I used to love cheesecakes and so cream cheese, right? Gotta have cream cheese in a a cheesecake. What is the main ingredient to your success? Or as we say in Girl's Rule, what's your superpower?
1: Authenticity. Um, You have to be your authentic self, show up as your authentic self every single time. And this is so important to me um, and for other women and particularly, you know, oftentimes women of color, because we're so misunderstood at times. And because we're misunderstood because we're, you know, quote unquote, and other women can relate to this, you know, aggressive or emotional or whatever the, 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 the words are that we're described as women in particular. Exactly. Right. And so then we're kind of made to think we have to be someone else or put on or or dim our lights or whatever that may be. But I'm here to say you don't have to be your authentic self, bring your authentic self to the table every single time, because that is what people want to see. That is who people want to do business with. That is who people want to be around. So you're going to get me all day, every day. <laughs>
0: What you see here is what you get. I love it. I love it, and I agree with you. I think as women in general, we face those stereotypes, right, and those perceptions that if we're strong, um, and we make decisions, and we make tough decisions, right, then we're like I said, we're the bitch. We're you know we're the we're the tough one. Or someone said to me, "You're relentless." Well, you know what? I take that as a compliment. Now I didn't. At one time, I let it bother me. Now, I take it as a compliment because we're passionate about what we do.
1: Exactly. Right? Exactly. And and
0: make no excuses for being passionate.
1: Not at all, ever.
0: <laughs> well, I love that about you. I knew that the minute I met you. And we haven't even met in person yet. Okay. You I, know, I can't, can't wait. wait. <laughs> I, I can't wait too. Maybe at the, the housewarming, loose housewarming. Yeah. Um. thank you so much for sharing so much i mean i can't wait for our young people to watch this video especially our girls i hope i invite you to get involved in girls rule somehow some way um I will. on my on my social media i've challenged women to uh share their superpowers um and so you know check that out love to to for our girls to hear that in that campaign as well but thank Hi. you for all that you do i know we have not seen the end of you. you are just getting started girl
1: <laughs> thank you. And thank you for inviting me. And yes, I will some way, somehow get involved um, and, and share my superpower with the young ladies. And I love what you're doing. Love Junior Achievement. Thank you for inviting me. And I look forward to continuing to supporting you, Lori, um, and working with you and getting to know you better as well. So thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone for
0: watching this morning. I uh, look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Recipe for Success. Keep on cooking, everyone.